the goodness of God that leads, it says it leads me to repentance, right? I think I'm quoting that right. Is that right, Brother Johnstone? Thank you. All right. I can't remember exactly which one of Paul's letters that's in off the top of my head, or I would just have him throw it up there real quick. But So watch, it may show up. Uh, so the goodness of God leads me to repentance. Notice, I think he's probably finding it. In Romans 14 and... That's not right. 4-2. Thank you. I could probably just get my phone and look, couldn't I? But see, we have studied people here. I can quote them. I just can't always tell you where they're at sometimes. Romans 2 and 4. 2, 4, 6, 8. Okay. So... Paul is writing to the church here. He says, do you despise the riches of his goodness? He's talking about the Lord's goodness. Do you despise the, like, does the child despise the parent that says, stop, don't run out into the road? Well, they may have liked where they were going. They weren't thinking about the road, right? They were thinking about, I don't know, the taco truck on the other side of the road. Sorry, you can tell where my head's at right about now. Does sound pretty good, doesn't it? And so, but so somebody else said, "Yeah." I was like, "Hey, man." So, right? We may not understand the danger in the direction we're going, and so Paul is asking this rhetorical question in Scripture. He says, "Do you despise the riches of His goodness and His forbearance and His long suffering?" Right? He's patient with us. forbears that means he allows things for a while he he's long suffering rather than and by long suffering it doesn't mean well I'll let them just keep going the wrong dire- direction for a long time before I let them know that's not what it means it means he'll tell us and he'll be patient he won't judge us right away this is why peter said it's the long suffering of the lord that's our salvation One writer said it's because of his mercies that we are not consumed. That's the long-suffering of the Lord. If the Lord wasn't long-suffering, we'd all be dead and we'd be destined for hell because the Lord would have judged us the moment we violated his word because the wages of sin is death. But he's long-suffering. And so, do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering? Not knowing. See, if I despise the goodness of the Lord... What I'm saying is I don't, I'm not recognizing, I'm not identifying that the goodness of God leads me to repentance. It's leading me somewhere. Now, here's what's critical about this verse. Well, it's all critical, but it does not say the goodness of God makes me repent. It leads me there. It leads me there. But the Lord, here, I'll pick on my daughter. Come here for a second. I was going to grab Brother Zari, but I always pick on him. So I'm a father, and she's going this direction. And I'm saying, she's old enough now. Stop, please, stop, stop. Stop. Right? 
You need to stop going that direction. You need to go the other direction. All right? So she's a good daughter. And so she, right, she, yeah, you saw that, right? I, I look back there, and I see Alex and, Alex and Sandra. I'm like, they're, they were, I could probably pick which one would be the first one to turn and which one might stretch it a little more, but I'm just saying. We're not calling any names. Uh, right? We're human, though, right? We're human. We're human. And so here's what we sometimes, we want God to do this. We go, well, why doesn't, I just want God. That's not what he does. Thank you. She had to make a choice. When the goodness of God dealt with her about a direction, or in the example I used, when the goodness of God deals with you and I about a direction in our life, we have to make a choice. It leads us to repentance. It doesn't make us repent. He doesn't grab us and go, right? I've heard people make this statement. Well, if God wanted me to do that, he'd just. No, it doesn't work that way. The Lord leads you and I. Now, his word is the primary way. Right? His word is very clear. There's things in his word where he reveals to me, hey, this is a direction you don't want to go or this is a direction you do want to go. And so then the goodness of God through his word, through his spirit, through men and women of God, relationships in my life that he's placed in the body, the goodness of God leads me to a, a place of decision. And the decision is, am I going to continue going my direction or am I going to choose his direction? It's leading me to this place. Repentance. A change of one's mind. And once my mind changes, the change of mind is a change of how I think. Okay? Not like, oh, you know, I was going to go to... Taco Bell, but I never. But I changed my mind and decided to go to McDonald's. Not like change of mind like that. Like a change of how you think. Okay? I used to think that going this... I, I didn't see anything wrong with going this direction. I thought that was okay. But God, in His goodness, reached to me... And he removed blindness from my mind. And when he removed the blindness from my mind, I realized, because of the goodness of God, I realized this direction is going to lead to destruction. This, this direction is going to lead me to hell. This direction is going to cost me my life. The goodness of God caused me to see that. And so I changed. I got to... I don't think that this is a good direction anymore. I used to think it was okay. I used to think it didn't matter. But I realized there's been a change in my thinking. Right? Repentance. A change of one's mind. A change of how I think. Repentance. The goodness of God leads us to a place. I... You know, sometimes when we talk about the goodness of God or we, I'll pray daily, I believe probably daily, I say, God, thank you for your goodness. Now, I know he's good and usually when we hear goodness, 
I don't want to put words in your mouth, but often when we hear goodness, we think about the good things God does, right? Well, he did this for me, you know, he blessed me, I got a raise on the job, that's the goodness of God. He, um, you know, I got a, you know, a new car, this is the goodness of God. You know, I was really feeling tired and when we worshiped, he touched my heart and it felt really good, that's the goodness. We think about things we receive that are good. We don't always think about the goodness of God that leads us to change how we think. That's the goodness of God that leads me to that place. He's so good that he doesn't just let me go a wrong direction. He's so good that he reveals to me wrong direction. Leading me to a point of change. But because you and I have free will and he won't make the decision for us, he can only lead us to a place of repentance. He can only lead us there. You and I choose whether to repent or not. Change direction. Now, We talk about repentance a lot when we are talking with someone that maybe has, maybe they're out in the world and lost. They don't know God at all or, or they know of God, but they're just not living at all like they should. And so we talk to them about repentance. But Paul was writing to the church. Right? The church of Rome. He's writing to the church about repentance. This is what I, I hate to say have learned. I'm learning. I feel like anytime the Lord teaches me something, it's a progressive teaching that I never quite get it all figured out. But he's long-suffering. In my life and in your life as children of God, and we're walking in this journey seeking to live With God, abide in Him, Him abide in us, Him direct our life, to be led by the Spirit of God so that my life and yours become Spirit-led, right? As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. So we're seeking to be led by the Spirit of God in our daily life. And I'm walking and I'm making decisions through my day. I'm, I'm taking action in the course of my day And along the way, the goodness of God deals with me, Sister Priscilla. And I realize, hold on a minute. That's not a direction I should be going. And so we learn, by the grace of God, we should live in repentance. See, we, if we're not careful, we make, we, this is what we make repentance. God, I'm so sorry. I was wrong. I made a mistake. Please forgive me. I'm repenting. I repent before you. Help me not to do it again in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm not saying that can't be repentance. You understand. But I can pray that till I'm blue in the face. If I don't have true repentance take place, a change of how I think, the true meaning of the word, I'm going to get up from there and I'm going to go do the same thing again. And then I'm going to be back there again 
maybe crying, broken, sobbing, pouring my heart out to God. Oh, God, forgive me. I'm so sorry. I repent. And I get up and I go do it again. Why does this happen? This happens because I haven't allowed the goodness of God to have its full work to where I change how I think about the action or the choice or the decision. Does that make sense? So I learn by the grace of God to walk in repentance. Okay, so I'm seeking to be sensitive to the Lord when I'm going a direction. Hold on a minute. Right? I've, I've had times, and I don't always get this right. I probably get it wrong more than I get it right. And so the danger of me sharing examples sometimes is you guys think, well, man, he gets it right all the time. I can't measure. No, I get it wrong more than I get it right. But I just share the good examples with you. <laughs> so... No, not true. I try to share some of the bad ones, too. But I, there's been many times where, matter of fact, I, I won't, there's some private personal things about it, so I won't share the whole part of it. But just Sunday morning, I was in a conversation with one of my children. And we were talking about something. I keep hearing a ding. Oh. Sorry, I thought that was my phone. I was like, is that mine? I was going to have my wife turn. Uh, I was having a conversation with one of my children, and they had expressed something to me. And I talked to them about maybe why, what they'd expressed. I said, well, you know, this is. And um, we came to church, went into church, went into the service, went into the second service, finished. We were heading home, and, and the Lord had been dealing with me in prayer about a statement I'd made. And the Lord dealt with me enough that, like, I need to repent. Now, repent didn't mean, you know what, take me back to the church. I need to go down front, Lord. You understand what I'm saying? I, I'm not minimizing finding an altar we need to find an altar and, and be honest before the Lord and seek His face and forgiveness and repent. We, the altar serves that purpose. But I'm talking about learning to live and walk in repentance to where God, His goodness, this is the goodness of God that does this, His goodness can deal with something in our heart, in our life, or a direction we went or a choice we made. And when He does, we don't despise the riches of His goodness. We respond to it. So when the Lord dealt with me, you know what I did? That afternoon, on the ride home, I said, you know what? I made a statement to you this morning. And uh, I'm asking you to dismiss that. That wasn't right. I had more clarity after time. What was I doing? I was repenting. You say, well, what did you do wrong? Right? That's how our mind thinks about repentance. Repentance is a change of direction, a change of how we think. And then, not, and then it's an action. An action. Okay? I, I'm not going to really hurt you, okay? I kicked Brother Rosario. And he's like, oh, my shit, man, that's painful. I'm like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I repent. Right? He says, man, I forgive you. I love you. Okay, yeah, no problem. I'm walking by again. I'm like, I am. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I repent. 
You know, after a while, he may forgive me, but he's going to scoot back a pew. Right? If I don't acknowledge somewhere along the way, hold on, I'm making a wrong choice. I'm making a wrong choice. I have to change how I think. I have to recognize, hold on, my action is hurting him. You with me? My action is hurting him. And if I don't repent, you say, well, it's going to keep hurting him. Here's the thing. My actions in life where the goodness of God leads me to repentance, it's because my actions are hurting him. They're hurting him. When I'm violating his word and his direction for my life, I'm hurting him. David repented of his sin in Psalm 51. Hey, I know that one. You can read it. David had sinned. He would fell into sin with Bathsheba and had her husband killed. He was an adulterer. He was a murderer. He made these wrong choices. But when God confronted him, the goodness of God came to him in the prophet Nathan. And Nathan comes to David and declares to him, there was a man that had just one little lamb and another man that had many lambs. And rather than take one of his own sheep out of his flock of many, he went and took this one man's single little lamb and took it for himself. And he's hearing this story. David hears this story from the prophet Nathan. And he says, who's the man? I'm going to bring him in. We're going to punish him. I don't remember the exact word, but he's, he's ready to deal with it and pass judgment. On a wrong action. Right? Judgment. Sin. Consequence. Judgment. David's ready to pass judgment. And Nathan the prophet declares, you're the man. What? You're the man, David. And David's confronted with his sin. Now David is right there in that moment experiencing the goodness of the Lord. You with me? You say, what do you mean the goodness of the Lord? He just got called out. He's the king. And this prophet, whoever he thinks he is, this preacher just told him, you're the sinner. You're the... It's the goodness of God causing him to confront his action. And David... It's beautiful. David was an adulterer. David was a murderer. He was the king. He took advantage of his power and position. But when confronted with sin, the goodness of God came to him. It led him to repentance, and he repented. And the Bible calls David a man after God's own heart. What? I believe, he was, I believe the reason he's called that is because when God confronted him about a direction in his life that wasn't the right one, he would turn in a moment. Now, that was the goodness of God that did that. But David, Psalm 51, is David writing about that experience that he went through when the Lord led him to repentance. And this is what David said in his prayer and cried to the Lord. He said, Lord, against you and you only have I sinned 
and done this evil in your sight. Hold on a minute. What about the guy you killed? See, David understood. Yeah, it harmed other people. But my sin, because I violated God's direction, my sin was against God. Right? Kicking Brother Zario. I'm hurting him. So now all of a sudden we get a better picture of what the writer saying when he says the riches of his goodness and his forbearance and his long-suffering. And by the way, who is it that could pass judgment for my wrong? The Lord, the very one who extends goodness. Now we really realize it's goodness, don't we? He could judge me, but he doesn't. He could punish me, but he doesn't. He extends long-suffering. I think I'm almost done here. But watch, here's the deception that the adversary would use. Well, God's long-suffering. And he didn't punish me. Even though I did this. So what's the big deal if I continue down this path? And it's the deception of the adversary. So that I'll never repent. I didn't plan on talking about repentance tonight. We're just here. I want to be so sensitive to the spirit of God. That when I say, do, head, a direction that I shouldn't say, do, or head, that the goodness of God can deal with my heart. And I'll stop and say, God, anoint my mind, change the way I think. And I'll turn. We can live and walk with God this way. We don't have to live in a place of where I fall into failure and sin and then I have to claw my run back to God. We can, thank the Lord. We can do that. We can fall. We can fail. We can, by God's grace, every one of us in this room have failed and will all fail again. Unless we like kick the bucket in the next few seconds. Right? We're we're human. We're going to fail. All right. And when we do, we can come back to God in brokenness, humility, and repentance. It's the goodness of God that will bring us back to that place. And he can take those failures and use them for his glory by building on them and helping us to learn. And he'll do that. But as we learn to grow from that, we don't just continue to return to those failures. We learn to be sensitive to the goodness of God. And so I become sensitive to his goodness So that rather than falling completely headlong or giving in fully to this, the goodness of God deals with me. And so, here, come on, I'm going to pick on you guys. All right? And so, she's heading a direction, and the goodness of the Lord can just sort of, and she just keeps going, right? And the goodness of the Lord, and she'll just, and a shifting in our walk with God to where we become sensitive, and the Lord's not having to stop. Turn around. Right? Thank you. We have those times, right? You'll come to a service and the Lord is like, or you'll be in something the Lord is declaring. It's like, the, maybe, it doesn't, maybe not literally, but for me at times in services, it feels like the Lord is yelling to get someone's attention. That's the love of God. That's the goodness of God. 
But as you and I grow in him, we develop a sensitivity to his goodness. And then his goodness, what does it do? His goodness operates with his grace in my life. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of grace. And so how does the goodness of God operate with the grace of God? Here's how. I'm going through my day, Brother Joel. And I begin to enter into something maybe I shouldn't enter into. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. The goodness of God deals with me to change direction or how I think about it. In my humanity, in my flesh, I can't stop. All right? My flesh just gives in. But grace, the spirit of grace, the Holy Ghost in me, the grace enables me to do what I cannot do myself. This is grace. And all of a sudden, even though all the time before I might have just gone that direction, now his goodness deals with me and grace enables me to turn and say, no, not today. I didn't do that in my own effort and ability. The grace of God enabled me. The goodness of God corrected me. And the grace of God enabled me. This is why you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's why just being good doesn't do it. This is how you and I live victorious in Christ. Rather than living from failure to failure to failure to failure. That's not God's plan. His plan is that we live in victory. But that doesn't mean... I'm really trying to finish. Living in victory doesn't mean, man, I have arrived. I'm perfect. I've got it all together. I do everything right. I never fail. I never make mistakes. I'm the perfect Christian. Sometimes we get this idea that we're reaching to perfection. We're striving for it in Christ, not in our own self-righteousness. And so the goodness of God operating continues to. Amen? On his goodness working about. Now watch what David said. In Psalm 51, he said, Lord, against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. But he repents. Right? He says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. This is his expression of repentance to the Lord. Then he makes this statement a little further along in the 51st Psalm where he's talking about it. And he says, then will I show transgressors the way. Teach transgressors. I'll teach them your ways and sinners will be converted to you. Here's what David said. The goodness of God led me to repentance. And because the goodness of God led me to repentance... What I deserved was judgment, but I didn't receive what I deserved. The goodness of God gave me opportunity to change how I think. His blood washed me and cleansed me. Now His grace enables me. You know, David stepped into grace even before the dispensation of grace. His grace enables me to do. And so you know what I'm going to do now with His grace? When somebody else is going a direction they shouldn't, 
I'm going to use my failure to teach them the ways of the Lord. I'm going to become a conduit for His goodness. Not judgment, goodness. I'm going to become a conduit. My failure is not going to be something I'm going to try to hide. I'm not saying we go out and say, let me tell you all about my failures. But no, David said, I'm going to teach transgressors your ways. And sinners are going to be converted to you. This failure isn't going to define me. I've repented. And because your goodness brought me to a place of a change of thinking, I'm going to try to help somebody else that may be going down that road. I'm going to be a conduit for the goodness of God. I'm going to be a conduit for the goodness of God. Why don't you stand with me tonight? You may hear me make the statement along the way. We should live and walk in repentance. This is what I'm talking about. To where God can just deal with our heart. And we have a sensitivity to his spirit. So then we don't feel pressure to be perfect and get it all right. The only, not pressure, but the only responsibility we have is to remain in tune with the spirit of God. And I trust him to continually correct, instruct, and direct my life. That sure feels a lot different than, man, I hope I don't mess up today. Hope I get it all right today. Today was pretty good. You know, I'm going to bed and I don't think I have any sins I need to repent of today. I made it through a day. I remember when I was younger, I used to think, man, I wonder if I could make it through a whole day without sinning. Anybody else ever think that? I, 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 was, I was just like, I wonder if it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. I'm going to tell you something. It's possible to live a week without sinning. It's possible to live a month without sin. Some of you are going, oh, you're stretching the limits now. Read the word of God. It's possible to live a life. Without sin. Not by mine and your own abilities. It had never happened. The goodness of God. And the grace of God. Because here's the thing about the goodness. When I get sensitive to his voice. And I'm going a direction I shouldn't. And the goodness of God corrects me before I get there. I didn't fall into sin. See the difference? Now the goodness of God that leads me to repentance also. That kept me from entering into sin that I may have entered into before. The grace of God enabled me to walk that way. Could we thank the Lord right now and talk to him? Jesus, thank you for your goodness. Jesus, thank you for your goodness. I want to live and walk in repentance that my life pleases you. That I show transgressors your ways, Father. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. A change of how I think. 
that my thinking, Lord, would align with your word. True repentance, true repentance, Lord, that comes from your word, by your spirit, by your goodness. By your goodness, Lord, by your goodness, Lord. Thank you for your goodness that has led us in this room along the journey to a place of repentance. You could have let us go to destruction, but your goodness led us to a place. I pray grace to make right choices as your goodness leads us there. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Some may say, if it's the goodness of the Lord, why do I feel so terrible sometimes when it's happening? Well, the Bible also says that godly sorrow worketh or produces repentance. Okay? So here's the difference. The goodness of the Lord leads us to repentance, a place of choosing. But because he loves you and I so much, if his goodness doesn't get me to respond, then he'll take me to a place of godly sorrow. They work together. I'd rather respond to his goodness early on than wait for godly sorrow to come later. But the love of God will use what he has to any way he can to lead me to repentance. Because he wants to save me. He wants to save you. He doesn't want us to be lost. Any more than that parent wants that child running out into the street. Godly sorrow worketh repentance. You see how much God loves and reaches to save us. That's the long-suffering and the forbearance of God. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for being here in the house of the Lord tonight.